0: Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. The sermon text is the epistle reading from Romans chapter 8. Maybe seated. In the name of Jesus. As I start the new year, voices inside and out afflict. And accuse me, filling me with so much fear. Another year brings another interrogation. There are those who take the stand against me. Now, now this court scene is, is, is only in my head. No one can see this actually playing out, but, 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 but only me. And this court scene involves those who are so near and dear to me. They have no clue that, 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 that it's going on. These are GLCers, family, friends, neighbors, those who say, I love you, and I know that they love me. There's no doubt about it whatsoever. I know these folks love me. And yet there have been these interactions, conversations, with those who love me, that have haunted me, hounded me, harassed me. Now, I have to be clear here. These interactions, these conversations, on face value, there's nothing mean-spirited about them. There's played, old you know, conversation, like even how's the weather today conversation. And yet these conversations, interactions, have left me feeling conflicted and afflicted. Mainly because I have put words into these people's mouths, people that I say that I love. I put words into their mouths. It's like, you know, I'm just a ventriloquist, treating people like, you know, puppets. And that's on me. Shame on me. I'm the one to blame. I can't blame any man, any woman, any child. I only have myself to blame the person that I see in the mirror. Oh how I fight these accusations. I do. But they seem to win out so often. From the witness stand, I hear those voices and I wish that they were just noises. They're so loud and clear these 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 accusations that that I feel. Oh, you know, you should have been there for me when I was doing horribly. Oh, you should be a better friend to me because I have done so much good to you, don't you see? Oh, you would have called me if I was a priority. I see the blood in the eyes, the fingers pointing at me. There's no place for me to run and hide. I'm exposed, naked, feel about this big, so small, so weak, so puny. And I even take the stand against myself. Yeah, I do that. I don't think I'm alone there. I look back on the year and the past years, and I I can be pretty hard on myself. I, I could have done done things so much better. Oh, Aaron, come on. You did not meet your own expectations. Aaron, come on. You... You let people down on so many occasions, Aaron. Come on, you—you—you you, you really did not handle yourself very well in your temper. You really haven't, in so many conversations, Aaron. You had sermons and Bible studies that, you know, if you said it this way or that way, would have had more applications to people in their situations. I'm one who can beat himself up. I'm my own worst critic. Again, I don't think I'm alone there. There is this refrain that is on a loop So often, it goes something like this. Aaron, you should have tried harder, been better, done more. Aaron, you should have tried harder, been better, done more. Aaron, you should have tried harder, been better, done more. There's nowhere to hide. I am naked, exposed, so vulnerable, vulnerable feeling this big, so teeny tiny, so puny, so weak. I'm such a fraud, a phony, ain't I? The ball dropping tonight is just, you know, another reminder of all the balls that I have dropped. Can Jesus love someone like me? Tonight, tonight, such good news. News I need to hear from Pastor Paul. Those accusing taunts and jeers, they're drowned out by a voice, by words that fill my ears, telling me that God is for me all my years. Past, present, future, God is for me. This guy, this guy is for me. He is for me. Pastor Paul, he reaches this gospel crescendo in his letter to the Romans. In Romans chapter 8, if God is for us who can be against us us what a sweet word i'm in that word i'm included not excluded i find myself in that word us god is for me what good news if god is for this guy then
1: No guy can be against
0: this guy. If God is for this guy, then I can't even be against this guy. This guy. My God has proven his for me ness. He has in the giving of his son, his son into death, the death I deserve to die, the death I deserve for all my missteps. Mishaps, mistakes, misunderstandings, all of my sin that should have locked me up in hell eternally, my Jesus piled sky high on his shoulders and was crushed, cursed, killed for me at Calvary. My life can never be the same again, totally and utterly transformed, my future so bright, so cheery, it's not as doomy gloomy as I thought. Because of his nakedness, my guilt, my shame covered. Because of his God forsakenness, my relationship, my connection with God restored, repaired, reconciled for good, forever. Because of his bloodiness, my wounds, which are deep and so many, have begun to heal. Because He emptied Himself on the cross, I am now filled with such great goodies, like Top Shelf, the best ever. All that belongs to the Son now belongs to me, God's beloved adopted Son. He's so pleased with me. The Father's acceptance Value, worth, love, patience. I got it. I got all of that. And there's so much more for me to look forward to. An inheritance. I have a firstborn status. Along with all of my baptized brothers and sisters, I have an in- inheritance ahead of me. And I'll get to enjoy it on the last day. This inheritance I will receive in toto. In total. In full, on the last day, is nothing but the new heavens and the new earth where every tear will be wiped from my eyes. Everything wrong in this world will be made right. And I will be perfect as God is perfect. Singing and blinging and ringing in the glory of God for eternity. Hallelujah.
1: Now I know that
0: the judgment is what stands between me and this inheritance, but I'm not afraid of the judgment anymore. I'm not. How can I be? The witness stand has been emptied (laughs) because the tomb is empty. My Jesus was delivered over for my transgressions and raised for my justification. I am forgiven. All of those voices that seek to accuse me beat me up, condemn me, are all silenced, are all drowned out by, 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 by two voices, really. The son's voice, the father's voice. First, the father's voice. The father says, Aaron, Aaron, you are free and forgiven. My son spilled blood spells done. His blood wipes out all of your sin eternally. And then the son's voice, Aaron, Aaron, I was convicted and condemned for you. Yes, for you, and now you're acquitted. Case closed. (laughs) Aren't you happy? How can I dispute what God the Son and God the Father have done for me, this guy? How can I question the Father's judgment, his divine acquittal for all of humanity, how can I argue that uh, my case should be opened again ASAP? That is stupidity, utter foolishness. What am I thinking? Whenever, whenever my voice or, or anyone else's voices accuse me i know what to do now i will close my eyes and i will think about that voice that voice that can't be silenced by death and the grave and the cemetery that voice that is stronger and louder than everything and everybody that voice that is filled to overflowing for love with love and patience and grace and understanding for all of humanity that voice that is going to bat for me at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. This voice I'm talking about is, of course, the Son's voice, my intercessor, my high priest, my big brother named Jesus. Yeah, he goes to bat for me. He is the one who suffered all of my pain so that I now have the greatest gain, and that is L-O-V-E love. Love. Love from my Father. My Father who art in heaven. And I know there is nothing, no one that can change the heart of my Father because Jesus is is right next to the Father saying nothing but positive things about this guy. Speaking so highly of me. Saying stuff like, Father, Father, I bled and died in rose for Aaron who often goes by Aaron. Yeah, that guy. I bled and died and rose for him on the cross. I said, it's done. Now he is your son. You hold him and there's nothing that separates you from him. There's no reason to ever let him go. You hold him for life, for everlasting life. Dear friends, wow. Regardless of what's in store, I go into 2024 with hope like never before, because I am held in the love of my Father. He'll never let me go. That is for sure. No, I'm not going to be Pollyannish. Okay, I, in 2024 there will be events, occurrences. There will be stuff that you know gets me scratching my head, what, making me question God's love for me. I get that. But I, I go into 2024 with a promise. A never-failed promise that nothing known in all of creation can separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Now that love will be tested. It has been tested. Diagnosis or death at GLC that just, you know, rocks, devastates the Grace family and even me. Plans popped in front of me. Friendship flopped because of me. Sermons, Bible studies slopped, and that's, you know, on me. (laughs) And storms that can't seem to be stopped, tossing me around, nauseating me. Yeah, I know in 2024 I may feel like King David, especially in Psalm 44 where he talks about being this this lamb led to the house of slaughter. And there may be times in in 2024 where I cry out with, with words that King David has in Psalm 44. Words like, rouse yourself, God, wake up, quit hitting the snooze button. Rise and shine, God! Save me! Deliver me! Not because I have all my ducks in a row, not because I deserve it, not because I earn it, not because I'm so good, but because of your steadfast love. Your love. Do it for your love. And He will. He will. I can count on the Father's love. I need never despair, for I have a Father in heaven who does care. He loves me. And because of his love, I'm not a victim ever. I'm a victor. Or as Pastor Paul puts it, I am more than a conqueror through him who loved me. Through Jesus who loved me, who loves me, present tense, whose love dwarfs all regrets and bad bets and disappointments in 2023 and makes my future one of certainty, I go into 2024 with a love. With a love that will never, ever let me down. A love that will be true to me when I fail. A love that will carry me when I drop the ball and I will do that multiple times. Yeah, that's true. A love that will be faithful to me when I am faithless. And this love is not, it's not private. It's public. It's a love that went public in the death and resurrection of Jesus. A love that, that, that is you know, flooding the world. A love that's poured out on this world and continues to be poured out on this world through words and water and bread and wine. A love that nothing in all of creation can quake and shake. A love that is stronger and louder than anything that we can think of. A love that is my stability and tranquility in my darkest of days. A love that assures me that God will work all things for my good. A love that, in the midst of suffering, only makes my hope more sure so that I can hope against hope. A love that has me and holds me through life and this world onward and upward into the life and the world to come. Now I know what to do when I have those moments where I question God's love. Where I feel like I have come up against the dead end. That I'm stuck. Now I know what to do when life just seems to be nothing but misery. Here's what I will do. When I look around and I see all that could really do me in, I can uh, make a list with a silly grin, listing all these things, you know, one by one by one, all these trials and tribulations, all these hardships, all these all these difficulties, all these sicknesses and sufferings. I can put them down on a paper, a piece of paper. Make a list. Check it twice. And then I can run a line through every single one of them. And this is not, you know, some ordinary line. This line has a name. It's a bridge called God's love. See, God's love is no insurance plan that, that, you know, guarantees that I won't suffer in this life. I can't avoid suffering and pain. I can't avoid hurts. I can't. That's mission impossible. But that line Through all of the hardships and difficulties, that line is a bridge called God's love. His love will lead me through all the hurts, all the wounds, all the pain, all the sicknesses and sufferings, all the brokenness. And that bridge, God's love, will even lead me through death itself. Now I get it. I really do. I know what God resolves to do for this guy and all of the baptized. God's New Year's resolution is no secret. It's his love for me and all the baptized that will never, ever quit. Happy New Year. Come soon, Lord Jesus.